Welcome to Conscious Conversations. I'm Nitin Garg. And I'm Nick Paladino King. We are transformational coaches from the San Francisco Bay Area. And this is a podcast for people looking to take their lives to the next level. Conversations that lead to real life shifts tend to happen only by chance. We are here to change that. Our mission is to create transformational conscious conversations so that you can experience powerful insights to live a life filled with more passion, purpose, and prosperity. Together with our guests, we will raise the collective consciousness of the planet one conversation at a time. So join us on this great adventure of life by taking a moment to settle in, become fully present, and get ready for a powerful conscious conversation. If we release the lens of worth and deserving and recognize that we are worthy, that we do deserve help, that we do deserve the best. And that in this very specific time on the planet that we're all here by choice, and perhaps there's a view to see all of us as being here as ambassadors of peace. And that we're alive and conscious on the planet at the moment where humanity's evolving that specifically where America's growing up. And we get to participate in that. Hey everyone, welcome to Conscious Conversations. I'm Nitin Garg and I'm joined by my co-host today, Nick Paladino King. He's on mute for a second, we'll tell you why. And today we have the pleasure to have uh, Mark Mesidorian on our show. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. I appreciate being here. I'm really glad to connect with both of you and your audience. Thank you. Mark, uh, mm -hmm. you're an intuitive uh, specializing in connecting with angels and guys. We're really looking forward to this conversation because we haven't actually had a conversation like this on our show. And it's unconventional. And so we're mm -hmm. looking to explore that. But I also love the fact that you bring your work to this discipline with the intention of making it practical, having a heart-centered practical perspective of taking this this discipline of connecting you know this space of connecting with angels and guys but how do we put that into action so for anyone listening today as much as the conversation may sound like we we're, we're very much looking to make this a practical one and how you can connect with it deeply and actually uh, and implement in your life mark you've been doing professional readings i read since 2003 so well over 20 years of work in this space wow yes. um yeah yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that, Mark? I just touched the surface bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think with um, I, I'm I'm grateful to have the chance to talk about angels and intuition. Um, in I think the question that's been occurring to me is like, well, what what do I know now after doing this for this is my 21st year in doing this, and and um, my goal has been the entire time to get out of the way, and to focus on when I'm tuning in, like what do they say. Like, what, what do the angels and guides say? And that makes it practical. I came to this, um, and most people get into spirituality through some kind of suffering. I had an anxiety attack when I was 30, and um, that opened the door to making the world bigger. And I had an instance where um, there was some drama, and there was uh, someone was caring for my apartment. They did heroin there. There's this big, bad uh, energy there. 
and I returned from a trip to my apartment being destroyed, basically. And um, I had an anxiety attack after that. And I wanted to clear my apartment and didn't know how. And uh, someone told me what to do. And then also my mother suggested, why don't you call an Archangel Michael? So I had this instance of um, reclaiming my apartment. I was yelling at this whatever energy, like get the bleep out of my apartment. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw down the hall, this kind of black figure. And I was holding a, a glass dish, which had citrus in it. And I instinctively threw that down the hall. That bowl landed perfectly in the center of the room. The toilet flushed and the thing was gone. And so that got my attention. Like, well, what, what happened? Like, what, what just happened? And how did Archangel Michael help? And so that started this journey of talking to angels. And it was like, you know, in, through requests, thank you angels for being with me. What do you want me to know? And, and rather than follow what was written about angels or what people said about angels, my cynical self was like, well, what did they say? What, what, what interests them? And that has been the continuation of, of the practice since then of recognizing, well, how do they talk? How do they help? And it comes to spaces of grace, allowing receptivity, um, and trust, trust and faith. But having intention, like a relationship, thank you, angels, for helping me right now. Thank you for helping me in this conversation. Thank you for helping the world to thrive. And to not attach to or prescribe what should happen, but to put forward that intention to listen to any guidance that comes and to follow that guidance. So there's a system in that and a technique in that. Yeah. And it's trusting that the highest good will happen and the highest good is available and we could listen and adjust. Yeah. Thank you for bringing in yeah. that additional, additional context of how this really came about for you. Mm -hmm. I missed some part yeah. of the story, you, you know, cause you, it's super clear for you, but you said something about you were standing in the hallway. You saw oh, a dark glitched. figure. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, you know, th there was, there was a negative energy in my apartment and I, I had no idea how to deal with that. And I got advice, none of which I would take now. The only thing that stuck is call an Archangel Michael. You know, I was putting citrus and, and sea salt in the room and stuff like that. I was playing Gregorian chant, which may have helped. But the main thing was my claiming and reclaiming the space and my invoking love into the space and asking Archangel Michael, who's like Superman, to help and and all that worked you know but the main thing in that it just sparked my curiosity of um so there's this whole universe of help available and my lesson from having an anxiety attack was what i was doing wasn't working and then how to make the world bigger coming out of that mm -hmm and how to have more peace. So that's been the evolution. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Do you wanna sure navigate, sure you wanna um, move towards the grounding uh, exercise you wanna share yeah. with our audience today mm -hmm. and maybe might help all of us now that we've sort of Absolutely. absorbed what you just shared, really actually might help ground with that, with that context in mind and then move from there. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And the goal of this is to access the part of us that is hardwired to tune in. And it deals with ritual, no agenda, and just making the world big. And so we're going to talk about angels, if we could perhaps let them be free agent beings rather than attached to any kind of uh, faith or religion. And just noticing that we'll work with Archangel Michael and to let him help us out. I think what's interesting about this before we get started is that our bodies respond, our physical bodies respond to spiritual work instantly. And it's just trusting that the highest good will happen. So we'll just take in a gentle breath here. And I'll just pray. Thank you, Mother, Father, God. Thank you, Archangels and Ascended Masters, for the perfect guidance, perfect clarity, and perfect peace that is here for each of us and all of us right now. Thank you to the angelic realm, the elemental realm, our ancestors, spirit guides, animal guides, and guardian angels. We celebrate this beautiful moment of connection and clarity. We celebrate this opportunity for grounding, for clearing, for health and healing, for our highest possible good right now. And we thank as well the angelic realm, the elemental realm, our ancestors, spirit guides, animal guides, and guardian angels. We celebrate this moment of calm, cohesion, clarity, and peace. So we'll just gently breathe in. Wonderful. And just right where we each are, if we could just notice Archangel Michael standing in front of you, and you might see him in your mind's eye, or with your physical eyes, you might sense or feel his energy. You might know in your heart that he is here or hear him. And we'll just take note that the angels could be with each of us at once. That they're not bound by time or space or rules. And we'll just notice this perhaps tall and friendly presence. We'll just notice that the angels connect with us through unconditional love, which we're not used to. So we'll just notice that Unconditional love being defined as no matter what has happened, that you are loved. No matter what hasn't happened, that you are loved. And no matter what might or might not happen, that you are loved. So we'll just gently breathe into that. And we'll connect with the angels through free will and through language. And if we could take just a moment to individualize our energy, if we could do that perhaps by just saying our own names out loud, I'll demonstrate. I am Mark. Just saying your own names out loud. I am. I am Nitin. I'm not anybody else. Yeah. And then we'll say I'm not anybody else. I'm not anybody else. And engaging with Archangel Michael, we'll use spiritual manners and we'll just simply just say out loud, thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me. And we'll say out loud. Thank you, Michael, for clearing my energy and my environment. And we'll just breathe and we'll let Archangel Michael do all the work. And he is, Archangel Michael, the, the angel of clearing and protection. So we'll just gently breathe in and we'll simply say out loud, Thank you, Archangel Michael, for individualizing my energy. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for individualizing my energy. And if we could let him do just that, by releasing any attachment to anyone or anything, including people who are dear to you, we're just going to simply individualize. And the purpose of this is to create more receptivity and release any entanglement and to allow unconditional love to flow through every single system in your body, 
to be infused into every single cell in your body, and for the space that you occupy to be filled with unconditional love. Each corner of the room that you're in, each corner of the structure that you're in, each corner of the property that you're on. So just gently breathe into that. And if we could then say out loud, Thank you, Archangel Michael, for surrounding me with 1,000 feet of unconditional love. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for surrounding me with 1,000 feet of unconditional love. Wonderful. So if we could just gently breathe in. And from your heart, from your heart chakra, from your heart center, if we could notice Archangel Michael curating 1,000 feet of unconditional love in front of you, going through walls and windows and sidewalks and the people in the kitchen and dogs and plants and trees and cars and neighbors. And we'll notice 1,000 feet of unconditional love behind you, letting Archangel Michael have your back. 1,000 feet of unconditional love to your left. 1,000 feet of unconditional love to your right. 1,000 feet of unconditional love above you and beneath you. So we'll just gently breathe into all of that. And we'll notice that the unconditional love might look like white light. It might feel really good. And we'll just also notice internally every single cell in your body being unified with unconditional love and the color white, releasing any sense of division between top and bottom, head and foot, left and right. And also noticing every single system in your body being infused with unconditional love, with radiant healing, your nervous system being cleansed and cleared and individualized, your immune system being full of radiant wellness and peace, your circulatory system, your heart, your blood, your veins, your arteries, being filled with radiant health and working perfectly, your respiratory system, your lungs, and oxygen, working perfectly, your digestive system working perfectly, your reproductive system, your structural system, bones and spines, and tendons and ligaments and nerves and tissue. Your energetic systems working perfectly. Chakras and auras and meridians. And your intuitive systems working perfectly. Seeing, hearing, knowing, feeling, taste, and smell working perfectly. And we'll just gently breathe in. And with all this established, if we could just gently breathe in and notice Archangel Michael standing in front of you. And he might be slight or um, big. If we could just gently breathe in and place our attention on Archangel Michael. He might be a color. He might be a silhouette. He might be a form. He might be an energy. If we could trust that what you notice works, almost all of our uh, language around angels involves visual connection with them, 
and them coming and going, we'll just notice that Archangel Michael is right here with each of us right now, equally undiluted, undistracted. And he will appear as we as individuals will best recognize him, be that as an angel with wings, be that as the color purple or blue, be that as an energy. We'll just gently breathe in and we'll just place our attention on Archangel Michael. And we'll just gently notice what you notice. And using our free will, if we could just gently say out loud, Thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me. And we'll just gently say out loud, Michael, what would you like me to know? Wonderful. So we'll just gently breathe in. And whether we feel something, know something, see something in our mind's eye, or hear something in our mind's ear, or with our physical ears or eyes, we'll just gently breathe in. And it might be a flash. It might be like a whisper. It might be a sense of presence. We could just breathe into this intimate guidance and trust what comes. And often that guidance is a confirmation or reassurance. So we'll just gently breathe in and we'll say out loud, thank you, Michael. And we'll just gently breathe in and we'll notice this opportunity in the space created, this expansive space. We'll just say a few things out loud. We'll just say our own names again out loud. I am Mark. I am right on time. Thank you, angels, for helping me in every part of my life. I welcome incredible good into my life. I release fear. I embrace love. I am right on time. I choose to live on a peaceful planet where everyone has their needs met and exceeded, where everyone expresses themselves positively, and we all thrive. I ask for this or something better, and so it is. Wonderful. And we'll just say out loud, thank you, Michael. So we'll just gently breathe into all that. And with great grace and great peace, we thank the presence of Mother, Father, God, and all the archangels and ascended masters. We thank as well the angelic realm, the elemental realm, our ancestors, spirit guides, animal guides, and guarding angels. We celebrate life and liberty and peace and harmony and joy being here right now, knowing that the highest good is here. And the highest good is within us and around us. And we celebrate the peace and prosperity and flow that pervades every single part of our lives. And we celebrate harmony and peace. And with gentle love and incredible beauty and grace, we ask for this or something better right now in all directions of time. And so it is. So we'll just gently breathe and if we could just, just notice something, which is all the things that are present in your awareness and in your feelings, but also perhaps just noticing what's gone away. And if we could just notice how your physical body has responded to connecting with an angel, having energy cleared, and just noticing who you are. And that it's safe to use our spirituality, it's safe to tune in, it's safe to talk to an angel. We just talk to one. And it's safe to have a preference in our, our affinity for guides, who we want to connect with, be that a guide, a goddess. And it's safe for us to have a say. So we'll just gently breathe into all that. And we'll just gently notice that in what we just did, there was a lot of um, intention and free will. 
Thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me. Which is like dialing a phone number. It's specific and it's direct. And in terms of the questions that often come with spirituality, which is how do we do it? And also getting into what are the core wounds, the individual wounds and the cultural wounds that are present. And with intuition, it's the idea that it's not safe or that only certain people can do it. If we could trust that it's okay to establish a space, it's okay to receive information, it's okay to ask for help. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for helping me. Thank you, Archangel Raphael, for helping me. Thank you, Ganesh, for helping me. It's David Bowie's birthday as we're recording this, so thank you, David Bowie, for helping me. Whoever you have an affinity for. And the question with this that comes up, and it sounds like a joke, but I think there's a seriousness to it, which is, what are these guides doing besides helping us? That, that they're not bound by time or space. And they're here to help us out. And that if we release the lens of worth and deserving and recognize that we are worthy, that we do deserve help, that we do deserve the best, and that in this very specific time on the planet that we're all here by choice, and perhaps there's a view to see all of us as being here as ambassadors of peace and that we're alive and conscious on the planet at the moment where humanity's evolving. That specifically where America's growing up. And we get to participate in that. And one of the elements of that is to heal ourselves a little bit at a time. One thing the angels talk about a lot and the guides talk about a lot is not trying to kick open a door but maybe we heal 1% of the time or 5% of the time. And to recognize that as we do that, we are getting ourselves more and more in sync with the major shift that has happened that has already taken place, which is we're witnessing the end of unconsciousness. It's no longer okay to be unconscious. And in that shift or witnessing without judgment as much as possible, we're witnessing a lot of people giving away their power as quickly as possible. And as spiritual people, that we have this opportunity right now to double down on our spirituality and to see what's here and to heal, to use our toolbox, to use what resonates with us, to intend, to meditate, to be at peace, to have intention, to pray, and to cultivate the space that we want to exist in. And perhaps in doing so, we do drop out of a lot of things. We drop out of, and this is the central one, the idea that someone else is in charge. And it's okay for us to be in charge and to have intention and to have a say. And that within that, that we have a whole lot of help. That there are millions and millions and millions of people tuned in, using their spiritual practice, being mindful, being conscious, and that we are not alone. And noticing with contrast that it's okay for us to have a say in how the world works. It's okay for us to wish, to wish for peace. 
And it's okay for us to be peaceful, to have a peaceful heart, a peaceful household, a peaceful community, and let that peace ripple, ripple out, and letting incredible good happen. So we'll just gently breathe into all that. And if we could also just notice Archangel Michael, we've called him in, him being with each of us equally, undiluted, undistracted, and that his job and his joy is to help us out. And that it's safe for him to be present and to help us, that we're not calling him away from something more important. That you are important, that you have value. And your peace of mind matters. And as we talk about that, just getting into a space of clarity, which is a core question, and working with intuition and working with guides like angels, which is how do you discern between what is your ego and what is spirit? If we could trust without tuning in, without using any technique, that we're used to the voice of the ego, and if we could acknowledge the ego's function and keeping us alive, so good job, ego, we're all here. But also with that, that um, the ego's job is to create limitation. It, it, the conditional words, could, would, should, need to, have to. So those ideas might come forward. Better not do that. With just the ego talking. With spirit, that we do open the door and put the key in the lock and unlock the door with words, with technique, with thought. And that might indeed sound like, thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me right now. Or thank you, angels, for being with me right now. Or thank you, Mother Mary. Thank you, Kuan Yin. Whoever we have an affinity for. Thank you, Saint Germain. Thank you, Grandma. Thank you, David Bowie. Thank you, Freddie Mercury. And just inviting the world to get bigger. And then, with that done, thank you, Archangel Michael, for the perfect guidance for me right now. That that technique creates a space where we could listen. And if we could trust, so the core question being, just to rephrase it, which is, how do angels talk? Which is with encouragement, with love, and generosity. So they're not going to tell us what we're doing is wrong. They're not going to scare us. They're not going to judge us. They're very simply going to honor us with unconditional love where we are right now and to communicate with as much clarity as possible to us and for us. And there's three kinds of guidance that comes overwhelmingly, like 70 or 80% of the time. It's guidance that confirms what you already know or have been thinking about or suspecting. Is confirming your natural instinct. Yes, make that phone call. Yes, you know, do this, do that. The second part of guidance is guidance that confirms and adds a detail. Yes, make that phone call and do something else. And the third, which is the least frequent, which is new territory, which is introducing, putting on the table an idea, a thought, or an action, or project. You know, how about writing a book about this? So it's that that stark contrast. It's something the angels have said for a long time is we're experts in our own pain. We already know it doesn't work. We're well aware of that. 
we don't need to linger in that space. We don't need to, to um, exist in that space. And if we could trust the function of spirituality in itself is to make the world bigger, and intuition, working with guides, expands that. It makes it even bigger. And that, very simply, thank you, angels, for helping me in all my relationships. Thank you, angels, for this planet being peaceful. All those intentions matter, and we'll receive some feedback. And if we could trust that the feedback being helpful and expansive. So thank you, thank you all for, for doing all that. I'm curious how that feels and any questions that might have come up and, and all that. Yeah, wow. A little speechless. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Lots of, lots of different stuff coming up for me. Feelings, emotions, visuals, um, mm -hmm. knowingness. Mm -hmm. um, I really like this piece that you've said multiple times now about our spirituality allowing the world, world to get bigger. And so what's interesting is, you know, as we're talking about intuition today and, and mm -hmm. knowingness and maybe we get into clairvoyances, I wrote something down yesterday that I, that I haven't thought before. And what I wrote on the whiteboard behind me was think bigger in all ways. And now today, with 12 hours later, you're here in front, of, in front of me, in front of others, talking about getting bigger. And I think we could use that as an example of intuition. Here's something that came to me and through me. And I'm going, hmm, I don't usually think like that. I don't usually talk like that. What is that? I don't even actually know what that means for me. And I'm starting to go, wow. What would it look like if I thought bigger about myself, relationship, about work? And then I started to go to, well, I'm not thinking about my community. I'm not thinking about the world. I'm really kind of just thinking about Nick when, and no judgment on that. But that was kind of what started to roll through my mind as that thought came in. And then here you are saying our spirituality is a way to make the world, the world bigger. Um, so I'd like to, to touch on that and then trusting in my own intuition that this is the direction we should go. And I use the word should consciously, by the way, there. Um, I'd love for you to touch touch on that more, Mark. What do you mean when you say we're going to use this as a tool to to get bigger and make the world bigger? That I appreciate all that you just shared. Um, that very simply, we are used to everything being constrictive for the most part, and, and energy coming this way, especially as sensitive people. With spirituality, we're doing the opposite, and especially as for empaths, people who take on the energy of others and, and such, um, that we're used to just existing and trying to make it through the day. And the opposite of that, for sensitive people also, is to thank you, Archangel Michael, for surrounding me with 1,000 feet of unconditional love. That goes that way. That instantly makes the world bigger and we're positively influencing our environment. The, the fear around spirituality, the kind of specter about spirituality intuition is that we're going to use our power for not good. We're not going to do that. We're going to use our power for good. And it's safe for us to use our power. We are also used to other people being in charge. And so with what came forward yesterday with, with was it Think, Be think Bigger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Think the, Bigger the, in all ways is what yeah, came in through. Yeah, in all ways. So the question... And I could just ask you, what, what, what's the best thing can happen, Nick? And just, just getting into that, like what that sparks, and you could go ahead and answer that if you want to or, or not, but, you know. Um, yeah, and uh, in, as you said that instantly, the, arm, the hair on my arm stood up, and I've learned from myself that mm -hmm. that's, the, that's a sign for me to pay attention, that what you just asked me mattered or was important. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, what you know, what's coming up is the perspective of how, how does the world change by me being in it in a bigger way, and not from Nick, but in from a more of a an impact by being in presence, um, and and just knowing, wow, there's this sphere sphere around me that's a thousand feet of unconditional love moving through the world, and if if I were able to touch that, then how many people would be impacted by that, and then can they? Can they then increase their unconditional love or even hear the word unconditional love and even get an idea of that? And then can that have a ripple effect, which then moves out into the world? And then can San Francisco be covered that, can cover, you know, can San Francisco be covered in unconditional love where I live? Um, so seeing, seeing that image of the ripples then spreading out simply by me having a bigger understanding of my being rather than um, my doing. Yes. Yeah. And everything you just said is incredibly important, which is, so who, who does it, who does it harm by you being big? No one, no one. We are dealing with at the core, and this is an archetypal thing, the idea of authority and that we're almost always used to other people being in charge. And so what if we are in charge of our own lives and we get to um, foster, we get to intend, we get to allow our lives to be bigger and to live on a peaceful planet. And this is a specific dynamic that is present right now. Last year, 2023, almost everything changed. Constant bad news, a lot of trauma on the surface, personal trauma, national trauma, global trauma, universal trauma. We have more means to deal with trauma than ever before on the planet. And part of it is recognizing um, What's it like to interrupt the cycles that are happening? And the benefit of, of you, Nick, being empowered and being happy is that that does you dropping out of the regular angst, dropping out of these dynamics like, oh, well, that guy's in power. I'm just going to be over here. And that we're allowing a sense of scope to happen. I want to be super clear about something. This is not grandiosity. It is a humility that comes with, okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be surrounded by a thousand feet of unconditional love. I'm going to connect with my highest possible self. I have this nice angel to help me out. And also just getting into gratitude. Gratitude that we can tune in. I've done, you know, mentioned, done this for 20 years. The time isn't so important, but just the consistency of recognizing that when we tune in, everyone has the same look on their face, which is a serene look. That's fascinating. You know, so what is happening in, in this? What is happening in our bodies that we're responding to? Mm. And why does that happen so quickly? One, I think we're getting into, we recognize ritual, we recognize authenticity. We recognize the absence of an agenda and that we could relax. And all those things are, are conscious goals in my work to just, you know, I'm here to facilitate and, and to hold space and to model. And the importance of um, community, that people are clamoring for community, especially spiritual, especially spiritual community right now. So all these things matter, but just coming back to the importance of our own individual happiness and what can we do to feel connected and supported in that, in that action, in that activity. 
of having a bigger world and recognizing that once again, by dropping out of fear, dropping out of harm, dropping out of disempowerment and dropping into healing mind, body, spirit, emotion, healing our hearts, healing trauma, and letting that happen just a little bit at a time, but having a progression with that. Is that answering your question? Yeah, beautifully too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. There's a lot here. But if we could recognize, I think the context of who, who are we and why are we here right now? You know? And that we are here at the moment where everything is changing. You know? And we're all adding to that. And how different, you know, our technology is in our lifetimes. You know, that we can do this right now. How different um, younger people are now. How different older people are now and welcoming wisdom, welcoming um, heartfelt communication and welcoming great, great inventions and great ingenuity into our lives right now. And coming back to spirituality, they're just flashing through with this thought, which is that the point of spirituality is to use all of ourselves, not just segments of ourselves. And we're taught to segment our lives, you know, mm -hmm. work, work, family life, friends, you know, what if we don't? What if there's just Mark? What if there's just, you know, us? And to use all of ourselves, one of the criticisms of spirituality, which I've heard multiple times, which is, well, I prefer rational thought. I like rational thought. What could be more rational than using every single part of you? And it, there's a part of us that I think is frightened of that. But this is, does come into the Marianne Williamson quote, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate, that we're powerful beyond measure. And it's okay for us to be powerful and to do it together. But we are not alone in doing this. Yeah. I mean, I remember actually, even, even for me, as we were going through some of the grounding, you know, even for a guy that says I'm pretty quite spiritual, I could notice some resistance was coming up. Cause I was like, who, who's this Archangel mm -hmm. Michael and what am I saying? And then as soon as yep. I let go of the label though, yep. cause I, you know, part of me knows to do that is to like, okay, Hey, we're just connecting with our deeper energy and the sense of being, and we're calling on to support and guides. And so as, as soon as I dropped into that, then, okay. Yeah. You know, I could connect with the, there was like this deep, serene feeling. And, and I asked the question and I got the response. It was, you are loved. You know, when we, we were talking about this surrounding yourself with thousands of feet of love, and then a little bit later we said, hey, Arc, Arc, uh, Angel Michael, what do you want me to know? And the response was like, you are loved. And I was like, huh, I don't think I manufactured that. Mm. But there was a part of me that was like second guessing to say, wait, did I just manufacture that? <laughs> sure. It sounds like an angel, doesn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, sounds very angelic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but this is this is where we get. Yeah, but but this is where we gain. We're we're, we're gaining muscle with this. Yeah, and I I just truly appreciate and honor both of you for for doing that, doing that with me and for everyone else listening and just trusting we're going to have our own experience with that. And it's great to have resistance. It's great for these things to come up, but it's just recognizing what's right past the. Resistance is treasure, mm -hmm. you know, and we just see in this that there's elements 
of this as we're talking of, of harm, like where there's been harm. And the harm being like, oh, only so-and-so could talk to an angel. Only so-and-so could talk to, you know, it's not safe to talk to our, our ancestors who are deceased, you know, and getting past those rules and ideas into technique and that it does center on unconditional love, you know, that there is love here for us and it's safe for us to tune into that love. And Can we talk? How our, yeah. Can we talk more about unconditional love? Um, yeah. It's it's a practice that I've been exposed to for a long time now through direct teachers, and mm -hmm. a lot of what you're modeling is how is how they've modeled my spiritual growth. And I think it's so important to have models of people saying, "Hey, here's a way you can be," and and as you mark, here's a way you can be spiritual and be in the world. I'm I'm totally getting that from you that you live a full life, um, and mm -hmm. I liked how you described or you even gave a definition of unconditional love. Yeah. Um, can we talk more about the power of unconditional love? Because I really think it's it's so powerful and it's very novel. Um, and it's not really how we are operating in this world as human beings. For the most part, no. we are everything we are doing is conditional. Yeah. Um, so I'd love if we and can not, dive in a little into well your understood. thoughts and theories on yeah. what is unconditional love and how do we implement it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the the definition was unconditional love means that no matter what has happened, that you are loved. And we often get hung up. Oh, this thing I did in nineteen ninety seven. Oof. You know, um, that no matter what has happened, that we are loved, no matter what hasn't happened, that we are loved, and no matter what might or might not happen, that we are loved. And we are really, we are used to, and you just said this, we're used to conditional love, you know, and maybe we have these flashes of unconditional love, maybe like, you know, at Christmas or some holiday, maybe at a sporting event or a concert, you know, where we feel connected with everything. But for the most part, it's conditional love. I'll love you if you do this, mm -hmm. which is very transactional. And certainly there is not a whole lot of love happening um, in the media or, you know, in existing authority or in commerce. And just seeing what is it like then to engage with unconditional love. And perhaps that is easiest to access through nature and through our spiritual world and um, through guidance. And this is the language of the angels, which is unconditional love, is the language of the guides. And it's, as we engage with that, it's just recognizing how do our bodies respond? What is our mental response to that? You know, you know we might be skeptical, but like, who is this archangel? You know, but it's getting used to it, but recognizing that our bodies do respond to it really rapidly and that we then do relax. And it's this seeing then of all the narratives that are present fixate on difference. The spiritual teacher Ram Das defined he has, his definition of Western culture is that of an obsession with difference. I'm an individual because I'm different from you guys because da, da 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 rather than the commonality. And there's a spiritual truth in that in fear we are ordinary, in love we are extraordinary. That the more we could operate in love, and we all want peace and love, every single person on the planet wants peace and love. There might be a belief system where well, when I kill all those people, then I'll have peace which might be short-sighted. 
but just seeing where we all share this intention of wanting peace and love and what what we get to do and to quote michael beckwith what must we become to be in sync with love more and more and more so all of that yeah and i've i don't know if you've had this experience and nathan if you have too when i've been around unconditional love i've found myself being very uncomfortable and not knowing how to handle it or not knowing how to deal with it or then even um like you said second guessing the person of oh what do they want from me it's like well nothing they're being an unconditional love but it can actually be too much for us to handle yeah uh especially at first mm -hmm. if we're not used to it i know a lot of the coaching work that we all do revolves around mm -hmm. this of reflecting back no you are perfect Mm -hmm. You've just forgot. And yep. and what and what you're doing is right and you know it. And I just love that that you said that reflection about seventy or eighty percent of the angel's job is to say, Hey, yep, right on track, guys. Yeah. You're doing it. Oh, and then you go, Oh yeah, you're right. I thought I was, but I wasn't sure. So mm -hmm. it sounds like we we can use them a lot as a way just to give us um support and a sense of I've got this. Or you know, and and we're on the right track. And and it sounds like then that's a tool or technique to then start to remove or reduce. The self-judgment, the shoulds, the woulds, the coulds, the have to, the needs to, the must. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And and just to follow up on what you just said, which is to trust that um, for each of us, this is going to be as unique as a fingerprint. But there are techniques, which is, thank you, Archangel Michael, for helping me. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for perfect guidance for me. Or getting into individual guides, you know, that, let's say, working with musicians. Musicians are mass communicators. And be that for music itself or to get a larger message out or comfort with visibility, we can tune into an Ella Fitzgerald or, you know, a Freddie Mercury or a David Bowie and such as whoever we have an affinity for or writers, you know, Mary Oliver, Walt Whitman, William Blake, and just trusting that this can happen a little bit at a time, you know, but it's just getting into the comfort that we all long for, the assurance we all long for. And it's trusting that we're not screwing up and that we're not forgotten and that we're not on our own. That we are seen and heard and supported and loved. That we are all are significant. Not grandiose, but significant. And it's okay for us to embrace that significance and to let the world be big. For each of us and all of us yeah, yeah especially during stuff yeah. i was gonna say especially Go during tough times you know when someone's going mm -hmm. through something deep in their life it can feel like that it can feel like you're on your own that you mm -hmm. know the world is sort of shrinking around you and of course having these mm -hmm. tools will help you you know to to counter that mm -hmm. and I'm curious, Mark, what are some ways that folks that are new to this or, you know, have, have maybe very much ignored this aspect of their connection and being, what are ways in which they could start to develop? And then I want to follow that up with even those like myself that are like, you know, I think I have partial access to my intuition and sometimes I feel like it's my intuition. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know if that, that was my mind. What might be some ways that folks like myself can develop our intuition further, if that's even the right way to think about it. It is a muscle. Intuition is a muscle that uh, strengthens with use. So just trusting that, and, and essentially it's the same answer to both questions that you asked, which is let's engage. 
And that might be, once again, of and whoever we have an affinity for. Thank you, St. Germain, for being with me. Thank you, Mother Mary, for being with me. Thank you, Archangel Hanny. Or getting into any action that's going to make the world bigger and to garner support is going to help. And be that through, you know, um, words, intention, uh, an icon, a crystal, whatever it is, nature, you know, so there's anything outside. That Anything yeah. basically that resonates with you or has some, you know, even strand of connection with you starting to form your relationship starting there is, mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing. Yes. And so it's comfortable for you, hmm. but it's okay to talk to an angel. It's okay to talk to someone who's passed away. It's okay to talk to um, someone you have a strong affinity for. And in my spiritual development, um, you know, when I was a teenager, especially like Jim Morrison from The Doors was huge, a huge influence on me. And as I got into this, just noticing him showing up as a guide, and it's not like the rock star, it's the poet, but he's really nice. It's a scene where, um, where folks we already have a relationship with can come forward to help us out. And to, to ask the facetious question, which is a truthful question, which is what else are they doing? They're here to help us out. You know, and there's a reason we have these affinities for different beings and people. And if we drop out of the story of like what happened to them in their physical lives and trust that that when folks pass that they are transformed, they are in a space of unconditional love. And that they're here to help us out. And this is something we could do with um, our loved ones who are passed to trust that they are okay. And all this all this coming back to your question, which is how do we begin to connect? Perhaps it is as simple as... And also develop further. You know, if we feel like, oh, we have some access. For sure. Know, is it just oh, the yeah. same approach of yeah. engaging or is there a different level of... Yeah, I think it's the same thing over and over and over again. It just, it does, it does deepen. The muscle deepens over time. And in the depth, what goes away is fear. And our ability to discern more and more and more. Okay, that that was Archangel Michael talking. Thank you. So just to, to be super specific with an example, that might be in in any moment, uh, be that a moment of distress or peace, that we could just take in a breath and to trust that we are a breath away from change and to say, thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me right now. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for clearing my energy and my environment right now. And the quick way to, and we did this when we were doing the grounding and clearing, which is to individualize energy, which is incredibly important, which is I am Mark, I'm not anybody else. I am Mark, I'm my conscious adult self. Archangel Michael, what would you like me to know? And Archangel Michael, I surrender all my problems to you. And just to trust that relationship, the unburdening, and the request. And all those things make everything bigger. And all those things are available to us. I think it's worth talking, kind of, kind of work with contrast of what gets in the way of our spirituality and our intuition. Yeah. It's the number one block to intuition is not asking. The number two block is expectation. You know, if we look at how angels are depicted, especially in, in film and television, 
it's actually, like a I, ten foot tall Archangel Michael wing. Yeah, yeah. I had one sure. thing to you know, even when you Go were ahead. just a minute ago when you were saying, "Hey, Archangel Michael, I hand over all my problems to you." There was a feeling in me. I was like, "Yeah, do I really want to burden this being with all my problems?" You know, and is that the appropriate ask? And maybe I'm just curious mm. to hear from you. Interesting. Like, is that a giving up of responsibility? Almost yeah. felt like. No, 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 no. This is not saying you don't do anything. It's very simply, it's so we're aware of our problems. We're acutely aware of our problems. If we come back to one of the functions of spirituality is to make the world bigger. If we're feeling constricted with problems, they're, they're just trusting angels are not human, that they do work with unconditional love. So it's perfectly okay and a good thing to do to say, Archangel Michael, I surrender all my problems to you. And to trust that he's thrilled, that this is a moment of joy for him, that the human response would be like, oh my God, he's not human. He's going to go like, thank you. Thank you for that. I will happily take all that. Yeah, can, I just try, on? Yeah, can I jump ahead. on that? And, yeah. and try to cut you off, Mark. Nathan, can I coach mm -hmm. you for a second here and jump in? Sure. So, and this is all with what, what Mark's saying. So, Nathan, I'm noticing there's a, a sense, and this is something we talked about recently, that you're not worthy of this angel's help. Or, and there's conditionality there that you, you're not worth his time or you're not worth his energy. I'm, I'm wondering if that's coming up for you, if there's a sense of you haven't earned the right to call on this person and, or you feel that your worldly problems are going to burden him. For me, it's, I mean, I, um, you know, I certainly lean on spiritual guidance and all of that very comfortably it hasn't been an issue, but I think I was, I was more wanting to understand at a, at a depth of to say like, Hey, is it okay to just say I surrender all my problems? Cause like the, the immediate thing that sparked, mm -hmm. that sparked in me was, am I giving up all my personal responsibility towards my problems? But it's not a giving up. What I understand is it's a, uh, seeking help while working with what's around you. Yeah. And noticing you saying, is it okay if I do this? I think comes back to Mark's point of we're not used to being in our own power. And you ask, you asking for permission. Is it okay if I do this? Of course it's okay if you do this. This is your life, your spiritual practice. So pointing, pointing out and just using Nathan as an example for everyone listening, we have these thoughts and these narratives. Is it okay if I do this? Do I need to ask someone? No, you don't need to ask anyone. Ask yourself. And, and, and it might be, you know, like I, if I, as I'm reflecting on that a little more, it might also be like, do I understand what the role of this angel is? Like, I, I think like I can't, I'm putting myself in my shoes maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, when I had very little context or appreciation for any of this, the, converse, the whole conversation we're having today. I wouldn't even mm -hmm. know where to begin with and what is okay or what's not okay. These are important things, you know? Yeah. Were you going to say something else, Nick? No, I just, I like, okay. the, I like the thought and I, and maybe nothing for you, it could be coming, you know, coming from India. Like, are there, this is just bringing up images of me of Hindu gods and we pray to Ganesh or we pray to Hanuman or we pray to Shiva for different, you know, attributes or aspects that we need help with. I've, to me, this feels very, very similar to that. Mm -hmm. that work that we know from from yoga and our and our yoga practices i'm aware that we're three been talking about spirituality which is a great thing isn't it mm -hmm. 
That's a great thing. And I was very intrigued with the Barbie movie. In one, it's um, that it was about an existential crisis and that it was such a huge thing. I found it in, in my work to be a great reference point for people and um, that all the things that she deals with. But the message for men in that movie ultimately is don't be a dick, right? <laughs> it's like, don't, don't, be, don't be a jerk. And that's exactly where we are right now. I think it was the perfect movie culturally, which is like men are the next thing to move. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to allow men to have a full range of, of emotion, a full range of viability in all aspects of our lives. And just getting into the archetype of, you know, the archetype, the Western archetype for men is like, you don't need any help. You're good. You got it. You could do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And there's elements of that be that for men or for women in in tuning in which is this this fear that we're going to lose our power this fear that we're going to receive bad guidance and we could supersede both those fears by doing it and using technique thank you archangel raphael the angel healing thank you archangel raphael for the perfect healing for myself and my loved ones thank you archangel ariel for healing the earth right now all those different things but to trust that like dialing a phone, like dialing a very specific phone number, 1-800-ARCHANGEL-MICHAEL, that we're going to be direct in who we're talking to and only love will, ha- will happen. And we will feel better by the, just that act of communication. And it's recognizing this is part of the muscle, which is getting used to asking for help and getting used to receiving help and to seeing kind of the math equation in this, which is that we, we ask for help, we receive guidance, we take action on the guidance, and we, we witness uh, the angels at work, the guides at work, our ancestors at work in helping us out. I like that piece a lot of this is a practice and willingness to receive help. Mm-hmm. And and to bring it back to the the three men in the room, I was sharing with Nathan the other day that a couple months ago I I did a psychedelic journey and I had a shaman there and I had a friend there to support me and the friend was there to support me that was his only role mm-hmm. and I was telling Nathan that during the experience I wanted water and I caught myself not being willing to ask one of my best friends to get me a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I said, holy shit, if I'm not willing to ask one of my best friends to get me water right now, where else am I not willing to receive help or mm-hmm. guidance? Mm-hmm. And then my teacher shared with me, he goes, Nick, he goes, I don't know what your problem is, but you don't think that that God can help you. He's, he goes, you think you have to do it, do it all on your own? He goes, there's some relationship that you don't understand with, with God or with angels that you don't have to do it on your own. There is support. And it was such a cool experience of, wow. I'm not asking for support here. I'm not asking for support probably anywhere. And that, mm-hmm. and that initial willingness to then soften and go, okay, do I want to continue doing that? Uh, probably not. Well, how do, how do I start to ask? Well, something small. Can you get me a glass of water? Uh, asking my wife, are you willing to make me lunch? You know, asking an employee if they're willing to do something for me. And then I just love what you're saying of this is, it's like a muscle at the gym. You know, in the first couple of times I did it, it was uncomfortable. You know, because I'm I'm big and I'm strong and I got my shit together and I'm a teacher, whatever the narrative is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to go, oh, that wasn't too bad. That was, oh, you know what? That was actually kind of nice. And then, 
I would like to throw in there then, you know, one of the other elements we can call on is faith. And faith of, I don't know if this is going to work, but I trust the people talking. I trust my teachers. I, I trust the source. Okay, I have faith this is going to work. And then when, when it does, then you have some, you've got some evidence. You've got some evidence that this does work. And then, and then you can start to repeat it. And that's how we get stronger. And we, we, I don't know if we can get stronger without trying and messing up a little and, you know, maybe dialing the wrong number at, at first. And then you go, oh, no, no, I need, this is who I dial for this. So I think there's a really, there's a really powerful framework in that of bringing awareness to what you're working through, but then trying it and then having faith that it will work. And then from there, building your, your, your evidence that, oh, this does work. I, I am on the right path. I do trust myself. I do have support. I am successful. I am loved. Um, and that's, at least that's what I found my, my process to be with, with all of this. So I really appreciate you bringing in the male piece of, you know, don't be a jerk be, and also be vulnerable and be willing to ask for help because it's, it's mm -hmm. there for all of us. Right. Yeah. Actually, Nick, your, your story even helps me make sense of maybe the questions I was asking and what I was feeling because there was that bit of like, Oh yeah, we're not, you know, the recognition of we're not on our own. It doesn't have to be alone. So if we do seek help, if we do share our problems, if we do seek guidance, that's perfectly fine. In fact, that's how it's designed for you. But I'm not sure a lot of people have that recognition. I mean, people that pray and, you know, are, are somewhat spiritually involved may have a sense of that. I'm not sure if a lot of people have that sense that like, oh, there's more here than just besides me. Because our, our obvious reality, you know, is like, us, friend, family, immediate family, maybe some supportive friends. And like, okay, those are the pieces that I work with. That's what's visible to me. And that's who I go to. Yeah. And all those things are um, reflected in our current reality, which is there's a lot of, a lot of chaos. And it's just seeing, you know, that most people are in a fight, flight, or freeze response right now. And what can we do to get out of that? And spiritually, it is the... Thank you, angels, for helping me in every single part of my life right now. Or whatever. Thank you, Ganesh, for helping me in every single part of my life right now. You know, thank you, Mother Mary, for helping me in every single part of my life right now. Whatever it is, but just to to have that that request and to put it forward. And then as we tune in, as we notice what it's like to play music that we love, as we notice what it's like to look at the sunset or watch the bird as we notice what it's like to hold the crystal, you know, or just to breathe that relief does come and that we're shifting gears. I think it's, it's worth touching upon just briefly of, um, how, um, technology is, is changing. Maybe you guys have talked about that in another one of your shows, but that almost everything now is a short brainwave at our phones, everything is staccato, mm -hmm. everything is short, and that what is getting lost or is absent now are long brain waves, meditating, reading a book, watching a movie without interruption, walking in nature, having a long conversation, and just seeing the effect on our, our nervous system with that. And also, um, I, I have a, I'm, I've learned a lot of this from being in the autism community, I have a severely autistic nephew, and just learning how all these things are impacting us. And to seeing where, what is it like to not sleep next to our phones? What is it like to perhaps turn everything off, digital assistance, Wi-Fi, all that stuff, and to have 
a break for our nervous systems, which enables us to move into the long brain waves that spirituality thrives in, and to notice what that feels like, and to recognize at this time where there's a lot of anxiety, and I mean, is it safe to say, like with people, you know, younger people, teenagers and people in their 20s, that almost 10 out of 10 of them are, are anxious? And just seeing like, well, why? And just seeing the technology as a factor in that, which is, you know, and just drop out of it. And just trusting that it's okay to put the phone away or an airplane motor off and to have a great space and intention for this to happen. And to trust that time and to actively engage with the long brain waves. The simple way would be to just breathe or to write or to draw, you know, even for five, 10 minutes, it's going to change our brains and just trusting the comfort that comes with that. I bring that up because I think it's one of the things of what gets in the way is that we have to make an adjustment into expansion rather than the immediacy of all this stuff happening now. So if we make that choice, and it could be just that breath, and then the request, and then seeing what happens, and you doing that with repetition, and we get to see what happens. Yeah, it feels like, you know, that that dynamic of technology and all this, sh the, the short attention span, and could even everything from TikTok and YouTube mm -hmm. shorts and all that, it's like, there's a level of impatience that's getting built up. And especially with as technology keeps changing things, we're so used to like, okay, I press a button and a car arrives, you know, within minutes. <laughs> and it does in, you know, in a lot of times, but at the same time, when we start to take that expectation into the rest of our lives, then mm -hmm. there's this, we're always seeking this like immediate feedback loop and there's no time for, or space for, some of that connection to happen. And I find that especially with, although, you know, and Mark, you might actually say when we have an ask, the ac answer often comes immediately. immediately. It's how receptive we are to the mm -hmm. answer coming in, but the receptivity has to be developed is what I've found. 100%. I'm curious if you have any thoughts around that. So for those that are, have crossed that, the bridge of, okay, I can make the ask. I'm, I'm open to this. I can actually lean into the support that's available to me around me, but perhaps are struggling with the receptivity of the answers. Yeah. Um, that when we tune in, it often comes immediately through relief. And I think relief and what feels good to us is, is a measure of, of what is actually happening with the receptivity of guidance. That it feels good. It just simply feels good. And that um, with that also comes the practice. So um, it is, to use a metaphor, it's, you know, let's check our voicemail every day. Let's tune in every single day and just see what's there. It doesn't have to take long. But just that repetition of if we could trust something for reverse engineering from an angel's point of view or a guide's point of view, they want our attention. They want access. And they're going to find the open door. And be that through numbers, be that through hearing the same song multiple times, be that the billboard with a certain word on it that you were thinking about it, um, that they're going to get our attention. And we could also just help that out by perhaps every morning 
Thank you, angels, for being with me. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for all my connections being positive. Thank you for all my environments and encounters being filled with love. Is there anything you want me to know? And just opening that door. And just trusting that that takes seconds to do. But also it could take longer in terms of um, letting ourselves tune in. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning, just if it's helpful for folks, I have... um, Angel experiences and experience with guides um, of various lengths, um, some 10 minutes, some longer and such on Inside Timer and on YouTube. And they're there to be of service. They're there to help and they're free. And the whole point is to work this muscle hmm. and to see Perfect. what's there, you know, and the value of working with multiple guides, not just one. Yeah. We get into trouble when we work with one guide. So. I love yeah. this repetition, the mm-hmm. using, building the muscle, developing mm-hmm. some spiritual chops, you know, some, mm-hmm. some toughness to, uh, to work with this. Mm-hmm. So as we're, we're almost coming up on, on time guys. Um, sure. I'd mm-hmm. like more, can I ask kind of an off the wall question around yeah. angels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so I've, uh, I've never talked to anyone else about angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, my teacher and, mm-hmm. and one other person, a couple of years ago, I was in, um, Sedona mm-hmm. and I tracked down a, a shaman and I did some shamanic work. Mm-hmm. And the guy's sitting there looking at me and he, and he looks at me and he goes, do you know who you are? And I'm like, I'm Nick, you know, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and he goes, you don't know this yet, but you're an angel. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's looking at my energy or my, my theory, you know, like theory double my aura. And he goes, you're an angel. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. I'm, I'm interested in what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he goes, have you ever had your, your wings, um, you know, released. And he did a whole shamanic thing where he, in essence, tried to, you know, birth or open my, my angelic wings. Um, and I've never actually spoke this out loud, by the way, at opening my angelic wings to then expand and, and, um, and to have their power. I wonder if you have any take on that. I've, it's an experience that happened. It was very outside the norm for me. It was very powerful too, by the way. And, uh, yeah. and I've never shared it mm-hmm. before. And, you know, so why not take a shot right now? I, I'm got. honored that, that you, you, you're sharing that, um, that we act as angels for each other. And that we are all, we all have a purity with the wounds of unworthiness, with the wounds of feeling that, oh, we make a mistake and you're, you're doomed, um, that it, it, it excludes our evolution into wisdom and that we are all doing our best. We may feel like other people's best sucks, but we're all doing our best. And it's just recognizing the purity that we all experience and have, the the innocence that we all have of coming back to unconditional love, of what's it like to be forces of good in the world? What's it like to be in a space of unconditional love in the world at a time where there's a lot of distraction? So perhaps there's a space of that the shaman seeing the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. you know and just recognizing what's available and what's possible but this is the importance of of what you shared is recognizing we all have that and we're in this era where just my goal is to get rid of all the rules and all the negativity that has gotten in the way people are like oh so and so could turn the angels i can't or so i'm not worthy I did this bad thing in 2003 and just getting healing all those things so we can access 
and we can embody, and we can be encouraged and encourage others. So it's just interesting to see these moments. I, I think I've said it, we, we talked about it earlier, but in, in doing, you know, the, the clearing we did earlier, like, why does everyone have the same look on their face? We're, we're, not, we're not zombies, but like, wh why is everyone looking serene? You know, and that's great. And how fascinating that is. It's just seeing who we actually are and the essence of who we are. And it's great that we gather, we talk. It's great you guys have this platform. And just we get to share. And the sharing is the importance and the vulnerability. I appreciate you sharing that experience. That's a profound experience. But just seeing who we actually are and what's possible. And coming back to we all want peace and love. Mm. We're having violence and aggression shoved down our throats. Let's say no to that. All the kids who don't leave their rooms, let's create a world where there's no guns and no greed and, and welcome them to emerge into the world. You know, and we could do that. All that stuff. Does that reflect what, what you were feeling, um, Nick, or does that provide a... Yeah, I love the the aspect of maybe that person was acting as the angel for me of reflecting back what mm -hmm. I felt or what I knew or what I was mm -hmm. not maybe willing to see yet and then to then now take that and mm -hmm. go share that and then do that for someone else. I really like we said of it where we're showing up as, you know, angels for each other or yeah. um, mm -hmm. that's very powerful. It's very mm -hmm. powerful. That's how I've some mm -hmm. of my best teachers, that's how when you've been talking, that's the image that I've been seeing today is that's how they've shown up for me is exactly how you describe angels yeah um, and how i hope we all show up for other people now after hearing the show and and talking and having more a, a bigger lens on mm -hmm. how we can show up in the world and how uh maybe the angelic realm isn't that far removed from us that is actually right here and right now with all of us yeah if i could just make one point which is we have this idea that to be an angelic energy or to tap into that we must be perfect or to be spiritual we must be perfect let's let that go you know, we are here, we're learning. We're learning. And we get to evolve and we learn a lot through mistakes. You know? And um, the things that, especially as we mature, that go off the table entirely. You know? And just seeing the role of wisdom having more room. Mm -hmm. And the room for respect and honor. We may disagree with people, it doesn't mean we need to hate them. Martin Luther King talking about agape, unconditional love. Um, you know, and just seeing where um, to, we're pretty hard on ourselves and each other to give ourselves a break and perhaps just open the door to uh, the fact that we are, that we are forces of good in the world. And it's okay for incredible good to be here for us. Well, Nick, Perfect. if I can I add a beautiful mm -hmm. way to, to end our conversation. Oh, please. Mm -hmm. I want to say, Nick, you've definitely been an angel in my life. In, in many different ways throughout the years. So certainly I see you as an angel. I just wanted to say that. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I get, got the chills. Oh, let me let that land a little better. And Mark, um, as we come, thank you so much for this deep conversation today and, and really exploring all facets of, you know, our, our connection to angels, our connection to spirituality, our ability to ask, our ability, our receptivity to receive and comprehend. Uh, so thank you so much for going 
deep on that conversation with us today. Uh, is there any way you mentioned a little bit about how some resources are available for listeners on Insight Timer and YouTube? Are there other ways in which you connect with your community and mm -hmm. folks? Uh, anything you would like to share with our audience on how they can get in touch with you or work with you? Thing, yeah. First, th thank you both for having the space and for having a deep conversation. I really appreciate. I appreciate this so much. Um, on through my website, markmezadorian.com, I have. Um, there's a lot of free things, and the point of the free things is to have an entry point and to have resources available. So indeed, on Insight Timer under my name and YouTube under my name, also on Instagram. But on my website, um, there's a lot of there's articles and there's resources. And also, I do um, free, free groups each week. And the point of that is it's a free held space just to I gather intention from participants i lead people through an experience that we talk about at the end the point of that is to forget how create a space for people to practice sharing an intention and to receive and to practice articulating their experience which is um something that perhaps is missing is where do, where do we where do we get to practice verbalizing what just happened you know and also i do i have lots of different um groups each week mainly on zoom um i'm I do travel up and down the West Coast, but um, and back east sometimes. Um, but there's lots of ways to access through my website, markmezadorian.com. There's also a calendar there if people want an individual reading, either 15 minutes, half hour, or an hour. And the point of that would be to let the highest good come forward, see what the guides say, and to work on anything. You know, I think it's worth de de defining something which is as an intuitive. I don't do predictive work. That's a whole different thing. Um, which I don't think is helpful because we're getting the space of waiting, like, okay, this good thing's going to happen in September, la, 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 you know, rather than being an action, being available for us. Well, we could align things with, um, there's a big buck outside, interesting, um, aligning things for the highest good to happen. And that's very, very powerful. So all those different ways that I, I welcome connection with people and um, the, the goal of, of, of the work that I do is to to make this simple, practical, and repeatable, to yeah. make it not woo woo, and to actually let the work happen. You know. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that that intention into into the world. Frankly, because for a lot of people, mm -hmm. this topic is woo woo, and that's what that's what our you know Nick and I's mission is to sort of de woo woo these conversations. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's important to de woo woo. Yeah, the name of the the podcast episode. De woo woo. De woo woo. Hey, it's something. Mark, Mark, thank you so much for for your time, for energy, for your teachings, your presence. Um, I really appreciate it. I know Nathan does, and I know the people listening will as well. So thank you so much, and um, it's been incredible. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the depth of the conversation and your openness for both of you to share and to receive and to um, ask great questions. So thank you for the space and thank you for everyone listening to. Thanks for listening in. If you want any more information about our guests today, uh, about any of the sessions or, or offerings that were presented, uh, as well as about myself, Nitin, or Nick here, you can find all the links to our websites and how to get in touch with us through the episode notes. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you heard, 
share it with friends and family, spread the love, spread the collective consciousness and help us raise the consciousness as a whole.